Today is Friday, October 7th, and you know what that means. Payroll Friday. By all mainstream accounts, we're supposed to spend the rest of today, if not the entire weekend into next week, fretting and obsessing over every little variation, every minute change in the Bureau of Labor Statistics data. Because we're led to believe there is some magical property, there's some magical transformation between low levels of employment and consumer prices, inflation, as if the Phillips curve can be exploited by our wise stewards of monetary policy to stomp on the brakes of the employment market and the labor market in order to gain control over consumer prices and inflation just in the nick of time. And if the employment market hasn't slowed down, then that means more rate hikes, more stomping, more breaking action over the, over the months, maybe longer ahead. Well, it makes for a nice, neat story. But what is really going on here? What is the labor statistics actually telling us? Are we really seeing nothing more than a minor variation? Does the Fed need to hike rates more? Does, it, does any of that actually matter? What is really going on in the real economy? That's what really matters. And that's what, what's what we're going to get into today in the, today's video. Now, I'm Jeff, and this is Eurodollar University. And many of you may have already noticed that Eurodollar University used to be Jeff and Emil or really Emil and Jeff, I think. But at Emil's quest, we have made some changes here. You see, he was always better suited for a different role. As an international man of monetary mystery, being a co-presenter cut against his innate need to be in on the money action. But Emil had buried his true desire for more than two years. It's been that long. More than two years, but just recently he said, you know, his inner conflict had grown too much to be ignored any longer. So he has been transitioned to a new role. Emil will be traveling around the world like some currency Indiana Jones, hunting down and documented any instance where bank reserves are used as actual and useful money. Now, given the relig religious fervor surrounding bank reserves and the mainstream and the severity of our global circumstances in money and economy, Emil's sojourn just might be the most important adventure in the entire world. So Godspeed, my friend. I hope you're able to check back in from time to time just to let us know how things are going and how your search is progression, progressing, progression. In the meantime, if you are watching this video on Emil's YouTube channel, please take the next opportunity to wander over to Eurodollar University's YouTube channel because while we're uploading videos on both channels for the time being, over time, it will be exclusively at Eurodollar University's channel. At some point, if you don't want to miss out, you're going to have to go over there anyway. So with that, what's going on? Is the economy slow? Well, this, we know the economy is slowing down. That's what the labor market data confirms. Not that we needed any more information or more evidence, but that's what the labor market data shows. The labor market data is consistent the BLS data payroll reports are consistent with everything that we've seen so far. The economy went from this to this. But what does that mean? What is this and what is this? Is the slowdown, which is now confirmed, slowing down itself? Are we transitioning, as most people say, from a period of rapid, in fact, too rapid growth to one of more stable, consistent, less inflationary uh, types of uh, type of a situation? Or... Perhaps another possibility here, the economy is going from 
kind of okay, recovering, rebounding from the 2020 recession still, slowing down and then slowing down some more and then slowing down some more. That's the problem with the data and during these periods is that it can appear very, very ambiguous because how can you tell if the economy is slowing down whether or not it will stop slowing down as most people seem to believe nowadays. In fact, uh, with the current labor market numbers that came out today, many people are convinced the economy hasn't slowed down at all, which is not, I mean, there, none of the data shows that whatsoever. In fact, all of the data, aside from maybe the unemployment rate, absolutely pictures, a, a actually absolutely confirms that there, a slowdown and a downturn have taken place. Now, what that means and how we interpret that, that's really the issue here. But for most markets today, especially the stock market, all that really mattered was the unemployment rate because a low unemployment rate that actually fell two-tenths of a percent down to three and a half percent, to everybody that supposedly means more rate hikes. Therefore, in stocks, that means more pain because people who are trading stocks, a good majority of them, believe that it's either Jay Powell's your friend or Jay Powell's your worst enemy. And there's really nothing in between. So if you believe that Jay Powell's your friend when you know, QE's happening or whatnot, then stocks might go up because portfolio managers and financial managers and day traders and speculators all, all seem to believe and all are, are convincing themselves there's no risk in buying shares when the Fed is stimulating. When the Fed is tightening, conversely, same, same, same problem, but in reverse. Nobody wants to buy shares if the Fed is taking away the punch bowl, as the old adage goes. Whether any of that stuff that is actually true in, in the monetary business, in the money end of things, almost doesn't matter because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the major market reaction to the payroll report was unemployment rate down, therefore no reason for the Fed to stop hiking rates. There's more rate hikes to come. This certainly won't convince them otherwise, in fact, especially with the uh, unemployment rate falling a little bit further. So more rate hikes, bad for stocks, all that kind of stuff. That stuff aside, what's really going on in the real economy? Again, as I said, there's basically two competing narratives, none of which is the economy hasn't slowed. That has clearly taken place. The labor market numbers show you specifically that uh, labor growth up until the end of last year, this goes back before the rate hikes, had been relatively robust given the circumstances, meaning we were still, the U.S. economy was still trying to come back from the deep recession in 2020. So not creating jobs, but trying to get some of those back, back uh, to come back into the real economy. But then starting in, in January of this year, and then, you know, variations month to month, but you can see a steady progression, slowing, slowing, slowing in the establishment survey until the latest data for September of 2022 at plus 263,000. That's the lowest since April of 2021. So again, that part of it is, is relatively uncontroversial. The economy, the labor market is slowing down, but how much? Now the establishment survey is intentionally smooth, so it's not meant to give you all that much variation. In fact, 263,000 is the first time that the monthly payroll change has been below its recent smooth range from the 2022 benchmarks, uh, again, since, since uh, early part of 2021. So what that data is showing, again, 
is nothing more than confirming a slowdown. It doesn't tell you anything about what's what's to come. That is where we have to do some work to try to interpret the situation. But that's, you know, that's the ambiguity that everybody's hung up on. Because how do you tell? I mean, yeah, okay, so the economy, the labor market has slowed down, but what if the slowdown slows down? What if the labor market really went from, you know, about 500,000 a month to something like 200,000 a month? Would that be so bad? That would sound consistent with what Jay Powell, President Biden, politicians, the media economists are all trying to say is, is what's going on. That there's really nothing worse here than a transition from really good to stable. That sounds pretty good to me. But is that actually, how do we tell? Is the establishment survey and the payroll, the mainstream, the main headline payroll numbers, the way to, to, to discern what is really going on in the economy here? Because let's face it, we see this type of slowdown happen repeatedly through history, where you get into the transition, the transition phase between growth of however good or however, however little growth and economic expansion to recession. There's usually a no man's land in between where as the economy is slowing down, you can look at the data and say, well, it's just a minor slowdown. Or you could look at it and say, it's going to keep going past just a normal slowdown into something worse. And unless and until you get a, a wealth of information, a whole rash of data that confirms one way or another, there's a ton of ambiguity in this period because it's easy to say, it's the economy is going to stop slowing down at some point simply because that's what everybody says because they think that this is nothing more than a red hot economy being cooled off by the by the best possible best and brightest minds in the business they know what they're doing so don't worry it's all on it's all in good hands but if you look around the rest of the economic data the rest of the economic climate you start to see it's not so easy and clean as all that Starting with the household survey, the other part of the labor market figures, it's a little more concerning than just a minor slowdown from red hot to something less. In fact, it's as if the economy, the labor market in particular, hit a wall around March, which actually makes perfect sense given what we've seen in reality since March. March was when, uh, as, as everybody knows, Gasoline prices, oil prices surged in response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which then led to what really looks to be the classic supply price shock uh, scenario. So in terms of the household survey, like the establishment survey, the slowdown is confirmed. But the household survey is a little more concerning in that it's not really still growing at all. It's as if the growth in employment just got shut off. Now, this doesn't mean that companies are laying off workers you know, left and right like they would in the, the worst parts of recessions. But as I said, there is a transition period where the data appears to be ambiguous when you don't realize the transition can be a transition. If you think the economy goes from growth to right to a recession, then something in the middle appears to be ambiguous. And one of the ways that we look at uh, the employment situation beyond the establishment survey inside the household survey is full-time employment. Even worse than the overall household, sur household survey, full-time employment, which comes from the, the, the CPS, shows that not only did um, 
full-time employment, full-time positions stopped growing in March, they've actually shrunk a little bit. Now let's back up and think about this from the perspective of businesses. You're faced with input costs that you can't pass along to your consumers, your customers, because they can't afford them, which means that your margins are getting squeezed, which means that initially you still think the economy is okay, but you're being pressured at your bottom line because of all of these uh, imbalances, gasoline, not just gasoline, but other prices too, as well as maybe some softening, uncertainty in your revenue. So what do you do? You don't just start laying off workers, you still need them. But you might, however, institute a hiring freeze. You've got as many workers as you have. You can't really, you can't really afford to bring on any, any new workers. So you try to get as much as you can out of the ones that you have. And so that, kind, that process, that transition period, looks a lot like what we see in the household survey, as does if you have a lot of workers, you see some softening in revenue, you're being, you're being jammed up by input costs, you might actually convert some of your full-time staff to part-time, cut back their hours a little bit before you get any kind of confirmation that you need to start firing. You go through this transition period where you wanna hang on to your workers as long as you possibly can because there are legitimate costs to just getting rid of them willy-nilly. You wanna wait and make sure to see if the economy is really, is really gonna become bad or if maybe it's gonna come back. Maybe it will turn out to be like Jay Powell says. So until you are certain one way or the other, we go through this, the entire economy goes through this transition phase where businesses, they stop hiring workers at the same rate. They start cutting back hours, but they haven't gotten into mass layoffs just yet. Not until they see that the downside case really is the downside case. But in this period where everything is ambiguous, you take minimal baby steps to try to manage all of the imbalances to cut costs as best as you possibly can. And that is what we see, not just in the household survey full-time employment data this year, it's exactly what we saw in the household survey full-time employment data leading up to the Great Recession in 2008, as well as leading up to the recession in 2001, the dot-com recession, as well as, and on and on and on. There is a transition period that the labor market goes through where the economy goes from growth to ambiguity as businesses start, start to wonder what's going on, make fine-tuned adjustments, and then the door slams down on recession where businesses throw up their hands and say, you know, we tried it with all the workers, we tried cutting back workers, or we tried cutting back hours, now we really do have to get into the layoffs. So once you see the transition happen, it is far more likely than not the next stage is not rebirth and reignition of growth. It really is moving into recession because as the lack of hiring, as this hiring freeze gets instituted across the economy, it has ripple effects into second and third order impacts, which then lead to less businesses, less business and revenue, more revenue and outlook uncertainty, which convinces businesses that the outlook is getting worse and it becomes the self-reinforcing spiral that we all know is recession. That is what we see in the household survey as well as the establishment survey. We see that the labor market has indeed slowed down and all of the consistent signs saying that the slowdown is not slowing down, is that there is worse to come. And there's more, more indications of, of that too, stuff that I've gone over in our research products, the deep dives, as well as 
the Markets Insider Pro, the daily briefings, couple anecdotes just recently uh, we remember FedEx uh, everybody's you know everybody focused on FedEx saying global recession but what they really said I think the CEO what he really said was global volumes declined as macroeconomic trends significantly worsened later in the quarter both internationally and in the US later in the quarter meaning just recently so the labor data shows the first transition from expansion or recovery or rebound into this transition period, this ambiguous phase uh, where the economy has slowed down, the labor market has slowed down, but we're not really sure where it's going. And then FedEx and a bunch of other data said there's another transition to maybe worse than that happening toward the end of the quarter, toward the end of September that would not show up in the September labor market report. And that wasn't the only one. Um, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal published last week. Shipping rates have absolutely collapsed toward the end of September. Not just from FedEx, but these are shippers. These are major containers in other types of ships. Quoting an analyst in the Wall Street Journal, in the first week of October, one third of previously announced capacity will be blanked, which means canceled. And for the second week, it'll be around half. Uh, the downturn pace in recent weeks has been very fast. So again, and this there's other indications, other hard data, not just anecdotes would suggest there was an acceleration in the downturn toward the end of the quarter, toward the end of September that hasn't been picked up yet in the labor market statistics that already do show that the slowdown took place already. The March period was an inflection point, even if it left it's left uncertain what that actually means. And what we're seeing, not just in the overall labor market data, but a whole bunch of other stuff. Again, check that out in, in the deep dives or the, the daily briefing. A whole bunch of stuff that indicates an acceleration in the downturn already into the end of the quarter, into the start of the fourth quarter, which is consistent with what we saw in the marketplace, a whole bunch of deflationary stuff that showed up that I've talked about recently too. So the labor market data, slowdown confirmed. Some of that labor market data, particularly full-time jobs in the household survey, every bit consistent with recession up until now. Uh, it's, it's been more than a couple months, this, this decline in full-time jobs. Even though full-time jobs increased, according to the household survey in September, that's not, that's not unusual either. You see this monthly variation, ups and downs. And even in late 2007, the level of full-time jobs increased slightly as we headed into the Great Recession anyway. So the data looks ambiguous, but it's really not ambiguous unless you start to think about it in terms of a transition period between expansion and what comes after expansion. So the labor market data overall interpreted in the uh, from the lens of monetary policy, hey, the Fed rate hikes, all that stuff, the Fed's gonna hike more rates, which is why what the, what the, the, the data actually said, market curves are inverted as they are because the market knows the real economy is doing one thing while the Fed is doing something else for the other reasons than what the data actually shows. So you're sure the unemployment rate fell, but the economy is falling faster and it likely picked up speed toward the end of the quarter, which means that maybe we'll start to see that transition more clearly defined over the months ahead. But in the meantime, 
you can interpret these statistics any way you want, except if you say that the, the economy and labor market hasn't slowed down. That's in all of the data, no matter what, including wages and earnings. So I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Um, again, scroll over to Eurodollar University channel if you want to see more Eurodollar University with only Jeff videos going forward. And we wish Emil all the best and look forward to seeing him again on the show whenever he has a chance and can take a break from his globetrotting functions. And as always, check us out at eurodollar.university or marketsinsiderpro.com for research information, research products. Uh, shout out as always, huge thank you to the Eurodollar University members. Uh, we'll scroll some names at the end of the credits here, at the end of the video in the credits. And until the next time, take care everybody, we'll see you again.